guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Scrum Master Podcast. My name is Yinka and I remain your online agile coach. Now, in today's episode, I want to share tips on common mistakes that I see many applicants making during the interview. And it is my goal that at the end of today's episode, you are better informed and you're better prepared for your next Scrum Master interview. Now let's go. The very first mistake that I see many Scrum Masters making when they show up for an interview is definitely giving the signal that they are not prepared. And it shows even from your composure. So let's assume that you have been invited to a remote interview and clearly you're going to be having that interview over a Zoom call or over a Teams meeting. It is very important that you as an individual show up early for that call. Now, when you show up early, it's not just because, hey, you want to show like somebody who is, you know, eager for the interview. It's also to give you time to be able to ensure that your tools are working, right? So for example, you know, is your Zoom connected? Can you connect to that Zoom call? You know, is your Teams working? Have you tried your video? Is it functioning? Do you have good lighting that will be able to reflect your face properly? All of those things matter. I've been in interviews where, you know, the applicant showed up possibly about three to four minutes late and we were already on the call waiting. And when that person joined the call, the person was like, hey, I'm so sorry. My internet was not connecting. I couldn't find X, Y, Z. So you already come across as somebody who was not prepared because what stops you from trying to join the call at least 10 minutes ahead so that you can ensure that this tool's are working and doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Now, that aside, let's assume that, you know, technology did its own thing on that day. We couldn't, you know, control that and that happened. Now you show up for that interview. You clearly know that you have an interview, right? Nobody's going to give you an interview, like call you for an interview today and say, hey, in the next 30 minutes, show up. That's not really how it happens. And even if maybe a recruiter calls you and says, hey, can you show up in the next 30 minutes? It's okay for you to say no if you feel like you're not ready. Because what's the point of you saying yes and then you show up to an interview and you're not prepared and you still don't get the job? Please always remember that you have some type of control and you can always determine when that interview should happen. So if you feel like that interview is too short, ask for another time so that you can then prepare yourself and show up like you ought to be, which then increases your chances of getting that job. Okay. So now you shopped an interview. This is a remote call. You've gone through your, you know, your Zoom to ensure that I can see you clearly. I have been in some interviews that I could only see the person's head. Like, really? Now, sometimes we might not know how to position these cameras, but it's important for us to test out these things so that we know for sure that at least you can see my head to at least my chest level. So that way I'm able to see how you talk and how you communicate. Imagine on this video, all you can see is like my head and it's like, <laughs> it's like this. How does it look like I'm talking to you like this? I don't feel like I still look better because I can see myself. So it feels like you can still see a part of me. But I mean, that feels really weird, right? <laughs> you want to be able to sit in a position where I can see a good amount of your body and then I can see your movements. I can see the passion and then we can have that good conversation. So please, even as little as these things look, it's very important that you pay attention to these things. You know, check the position of your camera. 
You know, this is not an interview for me. This is a YouTube video. And yet I still take that time to ensure that my camera is right, to ensure you can see me clearly so that it's easier for you to be able to listen to what I have to say. The same thing applies even in the world of interviews. Now that we're having this remote interviews. So take that time to ensure that your camera is well positioned so that I can see you clearly. Okay. Now you show up for that interview. Many times your confidence will start speaking even from the way you sit, the way you introduce yourself and the way you talk in general. So it's very important that you are aware of your surrounding. Okay. You don't want to be on camera. You're slouching. You're moving around. I've been in interviews where I've seen the applicant just like sway back and forth. I don't know whether that person was anxious, but you can just imagine I'm talking to you and I'm just moving left and right like this. It's very distracting. You want to remove every form of distraction around you. So pay attention to these things. Sometimes we just think, oh, it's what we're going to say that matters. How we say matters, the way we look also matters. So we want to be sure that we are showing up as the best version of ourselves. So please, Get rid of every distraction around you. I've also been in interviews where we will be talking to the applicant and the applicant is looking to the left or looking to the right. It's very distracting because when you do that, the feeling I get is you're reading something from somewhere. And it might not be the case, right? But that's what I get from you, you know, looking this way. And meanwhile, your camera is this way. So even if you want to have your cheat sheets, right? Position it around your camera so that at least as you're looking at that camera, maybe your note is behind your camera where you can hang it. And then you're still able to see some of your key points that you want to talk about. But you need to know where your camera is facing and then position your cheat sheet if you want to have that around you. Not that your camera is facing this way and then your cheat sheet is this way and you're like, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, where are you looking at? Right. And sometimes, you know, your interviewer might not say anything, but you're taking notes and all of these things can be used against you. All right. Now let's get to the serious part. So let's assume that you show up, you know, you sit properly, your camera is positioned, and now it's time to talk. When your interviewers appear on the call, it's very important that besides you saying, you know, good morning or good afternoon, it's very important, or I feel like it's necessary for you to take it a step further to ask extra questions. What that does is it breaks the ice. When you just show up and you're like, oh, good morning, good afternoon, and you keep quiet. You're already giving us that, you know, that atmosphere that, oh, I'm ready to go. Let's just do it. Right. And we will just go, 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 go. But if you kind of like put a bit of flavor into the atmosphere, for example, good morning, Joseph. How are you doing? How is your day going? You know, and then that gives me the interviewer, the participant say, hey, my day is going really well. How is yours going? Right. You can also even look for something around me. So let's say I am the interviewer. Right. There are certain things behind me that you can pick to just say, oh, that's a nice painting. Even if you don't think it's nice. Right. Just to strike up a conversation. Right. And I'm like, oh, really? Thank you. Right. And that way you get me to smell all of these things just helps the communication. It lights up the communication and it makes things go even smoother, right? You don't have to definitely spend a whole minute or two 
talking about all of my surrounding. It's just for you to break the ice so that way I can smile and then get started with my day. Now, we definitely know that half of the time, we're going to ask you to tell us about yourself. And I feel like most interviewers, we do this as a way to just kind of break the ice so that, that way we can learn about you and then start asking you questions. There is no reason why you should not be prepared ahead of time. It's so, it's so disappointing when I'm on a panel and I ask you to tell me about yourself and you can't even respond. I'm like, if you can't tell me about yourself, then what can you really do? And it's not the fact that you can't do certain things. It's the fact that you're not projecting yourself really well because you are one person that knows yourself the most. So why are you not telling your story really well? Why are you fidgeting? Why are you going around in circles? Why is your message not coming across? You know, those are the things that you have to pay attention to. So for you to be better prepared, you know that there's a possibility that this question will be asked. Why don't you take that extra step to go write what your response will look like? Now, you might end up not saying everything that you wrote down, but at least you are prepared and then you have a line of thought that makes you come across as a professional. The truth of the matter is when you're talking to somebody and you're trying to think of things, it comes across in your communication because you're going to show that, hey, I'm just trying to gather my thoughts and I'm trying to figure out what to say. But when you've practiced it before time, it's much easier. It's going to flow. And then it'll be much easier to communicate exactly what you want to communicate. Now, you don't have to spend forever on that question. But once you've practiced that question, you'll be able to draw out certain points that will be necessary for that job. Also, when we're asking you to tell us about yourself, please keep everything extremely personal out of your response. Ensure that it's strictly professional. And if you're still trying to figure out how to get more tips, I have a video that talks about how to answer the question, tell me about yourself. So just go through my YouTube and you will find that video. Okay? So you have to be prepared because when you're not prepared, it shows in your conversation. Now, another mistake that I see a lot of, um, you know, applicants making is not showing, you know, confidence. Many times I get it. Sometimes you are anxious and all of that kind of stuff that should not stop you from being confident, right? And for you to be confident, you have to be knowledgeable about what you're being interviewed for, right? Because that's going to help you because many times the question that they get to ask you, you will be able to respond to it, right? So clearly you want to spend time understanding, you know, the concepts of Agile because clearly that's what you're going to be interviewed on. However, you still have to be confident even in the way you speak. There is a way you can speak that would make me assume that you're unsure. And there is a way that you're going to speak that will make me assume that you really know what you are saying and, you're, and you really know what you are doing. It's all about the way we speak. How confident are you when you're responding to the questions? What are the kind of words that you're using? Are you using words that are, I think, or, you know, words that make you look unsure of yourself. It's very, very important. Please show up as a confident person. Even sometimes when we ask you questions and you're not very sure, I always tell people this, many things in Agile are common sense. So at the end of the day, if you're not very sure, just think about what you would do on a good day. 
and just take that approach and answer that question, right? Don't go bland. Don't be numb. Don't say, I don't know, right? All of those factors would reduce your chances of getting the job. Because when you say, I don't know, to me, you've given up. You're not trying hard enough because you can think even further and come up with a response rather than just flat out say that you don't know. So please, you know, spend time reading and understanding and knowing, you know, the concepts. However, when you're faced with a question that you're not really sure of, still give it a go, give it a try and stay confident. You will be shocked that the person that you're even interviewing might not even have a clue. And at the end of the day, if what she said makes sense, then it does make sense, right? Now, imagine if I'm, you know, maybe somebody who is not aware about Agile is listening to this video. Even before they try to dissect what I'm talking about, my approach, the way I'm talking already shows that I'm confident. And you who is watching me feels like, oh, this girl knows so much about this concept. Guess what? It's not only because of the things that I'm saying. It's also how I am saying it. It's how I am showing up. And that's why you guys love my channel. And that's why you guys, you know, subscribe to it and keep listening over and over again. So you need confidence. You need to let it take over your being and the way you talk and the way you sit and the way you look and the way you communicate. It is very important. And this is one of the mistakes that I see a lot of applicants making. They are not showing up confident. So it's so easy for me to know that you don't have a clue. It's so easy for me to know that you only have book knowledge and you don't have the real experience. And you're the one giving away that vibe. You're the one literally putting those answers in my hands. You're indirectly telling me, I don't have a clue. Please help me. That's what you're doing by some of this, you know, attributes. And you do that unconsciously. Now I get it. Many of the reasons that makes us, you know, lack confidence, you know, during this interviews is because of imposter syndrome. Many times we think that, oh, because we have very little experience, you know, you, you feel like, oh, I shouldn't be saying this or I shouldn't be saying this. The truth of the matter is nobody cares. We want somebody who can do the job and it's your responsibility to show up to, you know, this interviews and prove to us that you can do the job. Nobody cares whether you have 10 years of experience, five years of experience, 20 years of experience. Can you show me that you can do this job? That is what I care about. Many times, even when I take a look at the, at the, um, what do you call it, at the resume, Many times I don't even pay attention to the years of experience you have. I pay attention to what you're going to say, how you're going to tell me, you know, the things that you've done, how you supported your team, the impact you've made, the value, you know, that you've created in the organizations that you've supported. That is what I care about. And that's what you should show. So you are the one who is killing yourself. You're the one telling yourself, I don't have this experience. I don't really know how to do this job. We don't know and we really don't care. We think you can do it and that's why you have been called. So show up and show out and just kill that negative mindset, you know, that negative thought that keeps telling you that you can do it. The fact that you are called means that we think you can do it and it's now up to you to prove to us that you can do it. Got it? Okay. Now, another common mistake that I see many of, you know, the Scrum Masters making is the fact that they don't really have an understanding of the role. And it shows in the way you answer some of those questions. You need to understand that a Scrum Master role 
is a servant leadership role. This is a role where you're going to be helping your team, supporting your teams to achieve the objectives. What does this mean? It means that you're in a position where you're going to be coaching, mentoring, teaching. You are going to be doing things that will enable other people to achieve their goals. What does this tell you? It means that all of your questions are going to be scenario-based questions. What were you doing in this situation? How would you handle this situation? If this stuff happened, what would you do about it? That is the kind of role that you're in. And it's important that you know that kind of role so that you can prep yourself. Nobody's going to ask you what is Scrum. Nobody's going to ask you what is Kanban. They're going to ask you how you use the tools, how you use the practices to help your team achieve success. So definitely you need to have scenario-based answers. You know, if I ask you, what would you do in a situation if your team is not doing X? You need to come back and tell me how you've done it before and how you would do it now. That is how you show the experience that you have. So it's one thing for you to have the knowledge. You then have to figure out how do I translate my knowledge into real life situations? What would I do if my team is not showing up for meetings? What would I do if my team members are not completing the work that they pull into the sprint? What would I do? You've got to figure out those type of scenarios. So you need to understand definitely the knowledge and the concepts. You know, what are these meetings? So so if they don't show up, what is the consequences? How can I then coach my team to do exactly what they need in order to achieve the goal that they desire? These are all scenario-based questions. So you have to prep yourself. And every time you come across a concept, you have to figure out how will I use this concept? What will I do with this concept? How will I use this practice to enhance my team and make them more effective? That is the role you're in. And the more you understand that role, it will guide you on how to answer questions. Now, one final reason that I like to drop before I end today's episode is sometimes I see Scrum Masters using the word we in interviews. And when you use the word we, it gives you a way, you know, right right on the spot that you're not very experienced because there are certain scenarios where you would have to do something. It's not a team effort, right? So why are you using we? So for example, let's say I ask you, okay, let's assume that your team don't like to show up for meetings. What would you do about it? And you're like, oh, what we do? Then it's clear that you're not the one doing the job. And that's why you're just hiding on that the pretense of we. If you did it, right? you would say, hey, this is what I would have done in this situation because this is what I've done in the past. Because naturally, there are certain things that Scrum Masters, you know, take responsibility for and they do it and it's not a we situation. So when you're using we, 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 it's because you've heard other people, you know, talk about it, but you have not embraced their story as your story. And so you come up and shop in those interviews and you're using the word we, nah, it's I. There are certain things that you did to support your team. Your team is we, but certain things that you've got to do is an I thing. So please be very careful of the language that you're using so that you come across as someone who is truly experienced. I'd like to remind you again that this Scrum Master role, even though it requires you to be experienced, it requires you to be knowledgeable, it is not impossible for you to get the job. I have worked with Scrum Masters who, you know, they were new to this role and they've become truly exceptional in that role. So it's not impossible for you to walk into this role and excel in this role. We 
that are in this role, we don't have two heads. We're not, you know, the best people on the planet. We have just taken our time to learn, grow, you know, you know, just gain that experience and become exceptional in that role. And you can do the same for yourself. So today's video is to encourage you to know that, first of all, you can do it. Once you have that right mindset, you will be able to take care, you know, of every wrong mindset and negative thoughts that are imposing, you know, your thoughts and telling you that you can't do it. And once you are confident that you can do it, then you will be able to show up more confident. And then all of these tips will be able to then help you on your interview. So this is me wishing you the best as you apply for those jobs. And please do not stop pushing. Do not stop chasing your goals. Stop telling yourself that the market is saturated. Every industry is saturated yet people still have jobs. So keep pushing, keep fighting, keep learning, keep growing, keep applying, and eventually you are going to get that job. And as always, if you're interested in having me coach you, click on the link below for my group coaching program that kicks off in the next few weeks, I guess. I think so. <laughs> I think the new date is now September. It used to be August, but it's now September. So click the link below, send me an email if you have any question. And if you're looking for an agile community where you can grow and learn every day, then I'd like to recommend my Inner Circle Agile Community. And it's one community where we grow, we learn, and we become exceptional. So click the link in the description for more information. Thank you guys so much. And I cannot wait to catch you in my next episode. Bye for now.